What's up? Happy Mental Health Monday. I'm Riggs from 103.7 KISS FM in Milwaukee, the Riggs and Alley Morning Show. I recently had a conversation with Dr. Doreen Marshall. She's the Vice President of Programs with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Wanted to get her tips on how we can manage our mental health during a global pandemic. We're on overload, information overload sometimes. Coronavirus, COVID-19, it's all over TV, it's all over social media, it's all over the news. And if you're not careful, your mental health can start to get a little bit dicey because your mental and your physical health are very interconnected. So here's the conversation I had with Dr. Doreen Marshall. It's Mental Health Monday, a Rigs Off the Radio podcast. Are you self-quarantining? Have you been kept indoors for a while? I have, yes. Um, me, my husband, and our, our two kids have been uh, all together for a few weeks now. Oh, boy. I, I don't envy people with children right now. My wife and I are child-free, and we're like, I don't know what it's like to have kids all the time. How do you do that? Gotta be a toll. It's interesting. <laughs> so uh, what are some tips? Uh, today, we want to talk about people making sure that they're taking care of their mental health during uh, COVID-19. And there's quite a few things that you can do to make sure that your mental health is in you know tip-top shape. So let's start kind of from, you know, jump off from there on what we can do. I mean, just basically encouraging people to take care of their mental and their physical health at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, mental and physical health are connected and, and interrelated. So we want to encourage people to, you know, focus on some of the basics, make sure you're getting good sleep as much as you can and getting enough sleep. Um, you know, sleep helps our immune systems, um, you know, and, and also I think trying not to, um, use things to help you sleep. If you can get good natural sleep, that that's great right now. Um, also trying to get some movement, uh, during your day. So things like, you know, even stretching, there's lots of videos on YouTube, um, walking around your house, or your property, dancing with your kids or playing video yeah. games, which has been part of some of my days with them. Um, you know, doing things and really getting creative about that. Um, you know, we've also encouraged people to drink lots of water, limit your alcohol intake, particularly if, it, you know, alcohol can worsen depression over time. So this is a time not to overindulge in alcohol and to just kind of take care of the basics with your health. It's really important right now. I've noticed a lot of people that are that seem to be thinking that this is like a vacation, that they're they're drinking a lot more. At least my friends on their on my feeds, the people they think this is just a fun time and they're like, "Wow, we're at home, we're not working." But I think that's lulling yourself into a false sense of security because for the why for the time being, this is our way of life and I think it could be dangerous if people let the alcohol, you know, get too much to them as a way of coping. And did you, you mentioned earlier about sleeping and people using alcohol or drugs to help them sleep. How would you encourage people to get a, into a regular sleeping schedule if they're not? Because a lot of people right now are all out of whack with their sleep. It's so true. And one of the things we know, there's actually a term for it, it's called sleep hygiene. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's kind of having good sleeping habits. So even though now many of us may be able to sleep later or, or stay sleep in later or stay up later watching Netflix or something, what's really important is that we keep waking and, and going to bed times about the same as what we're used to and what our body needs that we uh, try and get enough sleep in, in terms of solid sleep. So it's things like not looking at your smartphone or keeping it right by the bedside to pick up during the night if you wake up. It, it's um, sleeping in a dark room. It's all of those things that, you know, we encourage people to do to get good sleep. Uh, it's never been more important than now. Yeah. 
Uh, another thing that you guys, we also mentioned is if somebody is on medication, maybe you are taking medication for mental health, for your anxiety or depression, is to make sure that you're following up with those prescriptions as well with your doctor and not letting that fall to the wayside. Just because you can't see your doctor doesn't mean you shouldn't reach out. And teleconferencing has also been a big thing that a lot of mental health professionals are doing these days since you can't meet in person. Absolutely. You know, taking prescribed medication on time, you know, calling your pharmacy, calling your doctor and saying, hey, you know, I need a refill in another week. You know, what do I need to do for that? So many providers have gone to telehealth and so many pharmacies are doing delivery services or, or working with folks to make sure they get the medication that they've been prescribed. Um, so you would talk about, you know, getting more sleep, making sure we're getting a good sleep schedule, about moving and getting some sort of physical exercise. It doesn't have to be overexerting exercise. It could be going out for a walk, like you said, dancing around with your kids, doing something just to get your body moving, which are great ways to kind of intertwine your physical and mental health. But a lot of people get, you know, a lot of anxiety about the uncertainty that we're living in now because these are unprecedented times. And there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. We don't know what's going to happen. Am I going to get sick? Should I wipe this down? Am I clean enough? Should I leave the house? How do we focus ourselves, Dr. Marshall, during these times when there's so much uncertainty and so much overload from the news and social media? What can we do to make sure that we keep our mental health in check during this crisis? Well, I mean, that's a great question. And I think there's a few things that can help. You know, first, you know, I encourage people to try as much as possible to stay in the moment and to focus on what you can control. So I think where anxiety worsens for a lot of people is when they're looking way ahead, right? They're trying, they're thinking weeks or months ahead of what could possibly happen versus what's happening right now. And, and for many of us, what's happening right now is that we are in our homes, um, we are safe, um, and so focusing on those things in the moment and, you know, a few things that that can also help is to try and have some sense of routine in your day. Like you mentioned earlier, and I thought it was a great point, like a lot of people are treating this like a vacation, but at some point our, our body and our minds crave routine. And so, you know, doing things like if you're working from home, don't work from your bed, get up, get dressed, take a shower, um, have meal times when you usually do, put your kids to bed on time. Those things that we're used to doing as part that anchor us mm -hmm. um, also provide a sense of safety. Um, you know, and it's just our we we crave that. So one of the other things that can make anxiety worse is when those routines are disrupted. Um, and, and then the other thing I think you mentioned that's super important right now is that, you know, for some people, the 24-7 news cycle may be too much. In fact, I think for most of us right now, it's too much. So, yeah. you know, finding ways to get the information that you need, but not having it come in in a way that that's overload. Um, you know, making sure that you're ingesting your, your news in small doses and yeah. really checking in with yourself, like, how am I feeling after this? Because right now, like you said, uh, COVID-19 is everywhere on the TV and print. Um, uh, we're talking about on the you radio. And you can't get away from it. <laughs> that's right. And so making sure that also that the pieces that you're listening to or reading um, leave you feeling more supported versus worse is another way uh, to, to 
to evaluate that. I think it's also important that, that, that people know it's okay that you don't have to have all your conversations about coronavirus. It's okay to talk about other things in life that are happening. It's okay to talk about future plans down the road if you're planning a wedding next year, something to look forward to, something to... Because I think right now we don't have plans anymore. And that's even something little like going out for a drink with a friend over the weekend. You know, just those little things that we would look forward to. We don't have those anymore right now because there's no bars, there's no restaurants to go to. So what kind of tips would you give to somebody to kind of help with that type of anxiety, just the not having anything to do? What would you tell to somebody like that? Yeah, well, I think this is also a time when social connections are are super important. And it's connecting not only with the people in our that are, are quarantined or in home with us right now, but also connecting more broadly. Um, so, you know, I have a group of friends that we do a Zoom um, coffee hour and, you know, we spend some time every week or every other week just kind of catching up with each other's lives beyond what's currently happening. Um, those kinds of things, you know, staying connected, reaching out to friends, um, doing the FaceTime and the Zoom calls. And um, those are things we can also look forward to. And, and you can schedule them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the things that, that's beneficial right now is that our schedules are, are a little more accessible in that way. And it, it actually allows for us to have more contact versus if we were trying to plan a lunch date with three friends a month from now, it might take us forever to land on a date. Now right. we can do these things a little more <laughs> Every, easily. Nobody has excuses anymore because you don't that's have anything right. to do. <laughs> that's right. Um, but but to schedule those things, because it is something we do look forward to the connection. So to not if you, you know, if you do a monthly kind of get together with folks or to still plan that just to do it virtually. I think it's also important that we, you know, check on other people as well that, you know, while we're taking care of ourselves, checking on people like maybe our older neighbors or maybe our friends that we know have been sad or maybe friends that have a history of depression and isolation in, in pre-COVID-19 life. This is probably escalating it for a lot of those people. Absolutely. You know, particularly if you have relatives or neighbors that, that are isolated or by themselves, and particularly older adults who um, at this life stage do tend to be more isolated than others. Um, reaching out, you know, making kind of a regular phone call, um, you know, leaving a note if it's someone in your neighborhood just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. All of those things do help folks stay more connected. And I've seen, you know, probably as others, I've seen and heard great examples of how people are reaching out to older adults right now. And it's something that, you know, I hope will continue even after COVID-19 is long over. We're talking with Dr. Doreen Marshall, the Vice President of Programs with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. We're talking about managing your mental health during the global pandemic the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, What do we do when we're talking about COVID-19 with our kids? Because we want to make sure that we're talking about it safely, but I would think we want to be honest with our children. So what types of tips do you have dealing with our kids in these times of uncertainty when things are kind of big world scary? How do we talk to our kids about this? Yeah, well, I I think it's important to remember that, you know, those of us that are adults, we have the life experience to know that this will eventually pass. Life will go to a new normal, but it will resemble some of what it resembled before. And if you're if you're a young person, you know their schedules are disrupted. 
their socialization, which is so important, particularly in adolescence, um, has, has been harder. Um, and they don't have the life experience to know that that things will eventually, they will see their friends again. Um, you know, they're, they're seeing this right now is how things are going to be. And so I, I do think it's helpful to validate their feelings, to reassure them that they're not alone, that everyone's going through this together. Um, to not minimize their disappointment, you know, many of them are having events that were um, important to them socially, dances, graduation, birthdays, so, birthdays, <laughs> birthday parties canceled. And, and, you know, what I've been telling my own kids is, you know, we're going to look back on this and we're going to remember this as the year that we did birthdays differently, that we did our, um, you know, some of our uh, planned events differently. But I think as much as we can create virtual opportunities for them as well, online calls with their friends, uh, scheduled events with friends. My son uh, plays Minecraft and he has a, a Minecraft date with a friend that he plays every day um, yeah. at the same time. So, you know, so having being able to create those connections for them is really important right now. What about kids that may have uh, already had underlying mental health issues, maybe children that are already dealing with anxiety or ADHD or something to that effect? How do we make sure that we are careful with those kids and managing their mental health during this crisis? You know, I think staying connected to them um, and, and certainly checking in with them about their mental health, helping them take care of their health habits just the way we all are. So regular sleep, eating, taking, eating well, taking your medication if prescribed on time. Those things can help anchor them in the sense of, you know, I'm gonna, I'm with you through this, and I'm gonna help you through this. Um, and I think if your, um, if your child is seeing a mental health provider, to reach out and have those services continue telehealth online as much as they can. Um, but it, but it's also important, I think, not to forget the basics to help them stay socialized, connected. Um, if there's hobbies or things they enjoy for, for leisure time, making sure they have the ability to do those things. Um, you know, my, my uh, daughter uh, likes to sew and knit. And so making sure that as much as possible, she's able to engage in those kinds of activities as well. It can really help their mental health to know that other things are continuing for them right now. Uh, the economy has clearly been hit. We have restaurants closing, bars closing. A lot of businesses are making cutbacks and layoffs. Just here at our intercom radio stations, we unfortunately lost a lot of employees here. What kind of messages can, can we send to somebody who is now isolated and now they have access to probably alcohol and drugs? They don't have a job now. They can't leave the house. What do we give to these people for hope in this type of dark situation? You know, I think the most important message message across all of this is that we are not powerless, that we have choice here in not, maybe not what happens to us in all of this, but in how we respond. And so, you know, one of the things that I've said time and time again about this is that, you know, it's going to result in some changes and some of those changes may not end up being all that bad. But to stay in the moment, to use this opportunity if you've been laid off of work or if your employment situation has changed, to do the things that it would be hard to do if you were working full time and having to do them. So thinking about um, 
ways to get training for additional skills. Lots of that's online right now. It might be exploring other career paths that you've had an interest in, but your day-to-day -day hasn't allowed for the time or even um, the ability to be creative around that. It might be uh, networking. You know, right now, networking has probably never been more important to not only for the connections personally, but, but also for the professional connections. Um, while many businesses are going through layoffs and closing, um, there are many who are, aren't. So I think kind of finding that balance of staying connected to your professional network, um, dusting off your resume you know if you've been employed for a while chances are you don't have an up-to-date resume it, taking control of the things you can i think is the, the bigger and more important message right now so we go back to taking control you know worrying about the things that we can control going back to the basics making sure we're sticking to a regular sleep schedule and eating and moving around and exercising when we can keeping our bodies moving and uh, it's important to people to know even if you are in that dark place and you feel that there's no hope there's always even in this time we still have the national suicide prevention lifeline that's always up at 1-800-273-8255. You can also text hello to 741-741. There's the crisis text line. Those are available for resources. Are there any other resources that people can reach out to in these times of you know, uncertainty, making sure that we're managing our mental health? You know, I think right now, if any one of us Googled uh, COVID-19 support, we would probably find even other resources beyond the ones you mentioned, which are fantastic mm -hmm. resources. Um, you know, I know many communities are creating support lines. Um, they're creating kind of um, phone lines where people can call just to get their questions answered. Um, you know, I think as much as we can make ourselves aware of what's around us, um, the better. Many therapists have, like I said, gone to telehealth and some of them are even working with folks who have an inability to pay or without insurance right now. Mm -hmm. These things are super important. And, you know, I think the other message maybe is that even if you haven't ever connected to mental health uh, support before, the stress of this is enough to, to take a step in that direction, um, particularly mm -hmm. if you're finding your life very disrupted or if you, you know, if your employment is changing, these are times to reach out and, and it's always helpful to have someone who's more objective about your situation, help you think through ways to problem solve and, and other things you can control that maybe aren't occurring to you right now. And I think it's also important that we continue to talk just like we are right now about it. Don't be afraid to talk about it and you're validated in your feelings. If you're sad, it's okay. Talk to someone. If you're happy, that's okay too. Talk to someone about it. As long as we're being open with our feelings and getting it out there and not keeping everything bottled up inside, I think is guys, the global point that anybody could take with them uh, at the end of the day. So thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate you coming on the show and all the work that you do with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Dr. Doreen Marshall, the Vice President of Programs. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy, Doreen. We appreciate yes, you being on the show too. this morning. Again, it's important to remember that you're not alone. None of us are alone in this. We are all alone together, as much of an oxymoron as that sounds like. We're kind of all going through it together at the same time, so you're not alone at all. Thanks for checking out another Mental Health Monday. It's a Rigs Off the Radio podcast brought to you by Radio.com. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon, your night, your weekend, your morning, whatever it is you happen to be doing. Stay home, stay safe, stop the spread. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Uh, and remember to make good life decisions.